What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories from Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond. We're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow off the pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you, and you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been... Very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide. A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at theringer.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer. Here at the Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Both of you were together over the weekend. Tell the people what you guys were doing while throwing up the W's without me. It was a serious case of FOMO looking at my phone. <laughs> down in down in Virginia at BlurCon. Shouts to BlurCon. That was a there was a lot going on down there. It was a lot of people. It was hot. Internet was 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 ravaged, but no, nah, there was some good uh good pro wrestling panels down there. Shouts to Doc D and his wrestling showcase. Got to see uh Jobber Tears and those wrestling girls and Brian H. Waters, a lot of the the the, the family out there, the community. I was it was really dope for uh the the afternoon I spent in Arlington. Brian? Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. This was my fourth or fifth one. Yeah. Um you know, getting the opportunity, I was excited to be able to see Cal, um, members of the Black Wrestling Podcast, members of those wrestling girls, members of Jabba Tears, really get their opportunity to just be highlighted and see, for them to see what BlurCon was, just yeah. to see a bunch of um, people of color come out and 
fully express their fandom, um, but also seeing so many like black wrestling fans mm-hmm. in the room. And it was also, you know, fans of other cultures mm-hmm. and colors as well. But just being able to come out there and you really saw it. And it was cool, you know, having people come up to me uh, or Cal and say, yo, what's up with Wednesday Worldwide? You know, I love that. obviously the one and only Ben Cruz got a <laughs> name drop in there as well. Nice. So, um Exactly. Shout out to the people that's watching. But it was definitely a good time, good opportunities just to really go out there and connect. You know, a lot of times we sitting here podcasting from, you know, our homes or our offices. But to be able to go out there and see the people, it was a lot of fun. Facts. Big facts. That's that's what's up, man. Yeah, it was it was great to see you guys together through uh, the magic of the Internet. But I will say this. You're talking about how, you know, y'all were showing some love over there. Uh, and just people who who enjoy the show. So I was at Vegas Summer League mm-hmm. this past weekend to to check Living out the up. check out well you know work stuff, but also to check out the Logan Paul of uh, of WWE <laughs> Victor Wembanyama. Uh, but I was at a media event on the last night that we were there, and I introduced myself to somebody, and he said, "Wait." Are you from Wednesday Worldwide? Tell Brian and Cal I said what's up. It was Dang. it was the most again. It's just this, it's a different out, world, man. right? I like those, these are my two worlds, and they came together in this you know in this beautiful Venn diagram moment. Uh, but you know that's just that's a that's, that just goes to show how worldwide Cal and Brian are. Just on the other side of the country in NBA <laughs> Disneyland, uh, people were thinking about Salute. them. But yeah, Salute. glad glad Shout you guys to- got to. Uh, hang out, be together, and see everyone else on that side uh, who, are, who are just crushing it as well. But Thanks. let's kick things off the right way. Now, with some high spot headlines, and you know the deal, I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, will let it fly. First up, Carlito will be back on WWE television, quote, Sue. Now that is cool. I gotta say that Carlito is going to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I. How soon is soon? Well, I, Brian, did you, you heard some, some scuttlebutt about how soon soon should have been. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to see him um, at the garden. I got a chance to go to the garden for the first time in my life. So that was an event within itself and to be honest with you the way the show was going I forgot about it (laughs) we got to the rundown (laughs) and pre-production for Wednesday Worldwide but you know looking at how Carlito looks it makes me excited like the dude is Jack and when we saw the reaction that he got at Backlash it makes me excited yeah Yeah, and I never was like the biggest Carlito fan like He's just another person on the roster, to be honest with you. But now I'm like, okay, I think he could have like a better run this go round. I know he's probably gonna be coming used as somebody to help get young talent over, but just his appearance, he looks better. And I think we could get something special from this run because he looks different. Right, right. Cal, I know you're not the in in sometimes you're not the biggest fan of the nostalgia hit. <laughs> Does this do anything for you? You seem more excited. There's a glean in your eyes that uh, oh. It usually isn't there when we bring up former wrestlers. You know what I mean? I think that, I mean, because I'm a, I'm a fan of the heels, the fact that uh, Carlito would, would chew up an apple and then spit it in somebody's face, like that was always... Yeah. that's always, That always stuck out to me. But, uh, I mean, again, you mentioned Backlash, which was 
it was the, we've had Night of Champions. We've had a lot going on, and I feel like they probably could have inserted Car- Carlito in there earlier. And there's other situations going on that we could talk about later where it feels like uh, companies have may have uh, they're they're start they're finally starting to get a feud going after the the, the sell by date. It feels like, but I I think. Carlito could have a good run if they want him to. I feel like what Brian said may be what it is, that uh, he'll be there and ultimately he'll be putting over some of that younger talent at a certain point. But it'd be great to see him get like a a, a decent run for, I mean, I'm not, not a world title, but like make him a contender, make him a U.S. title contender. You know he could put the work in. Yeah, I mean, during his first and initial run, you know, a lot, a lot of mid-card runs for him, mid-card title runs, I should say. And that would, I mean, that would, I feel like that would be appropriate now too. But why do you guys think, I mean, I haven't had too much of the, this conversation yet. Why do you guys think he didn't really pan out as big as he maybe should have been the first time around? Like what, 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 what was it exactly that held him back? I I, I think sometimes it was a different time. I mean, you remember Ric Flair was still end up actively wrestling in the WWE. They had a feud at that time. I I feel like, I mean, if you're figuring, you know, this is 16, 17 years ago, roughly, depending yeah. on when he started, um, WWE may not have been ready for a Carlito at that time, not to be taking, taken too seriously. And I think what we're seeing now, one of the positive sides about nostalgia is he was dope then. They may not have seen it, but what he was able to do was continue to work at his craft, especially being in wrestling-related television shows and whatnot and being, like, an important person on set with people learning how to, to how to perform moves and stuff. Like, he's been active, so this could be very beneficial for him. Um, but the back of my mind is always, I remember what happened last time. And I I see what's going on now. So it's really tough to figure out where our Carlito could fit in realistically for the people who want to see him at the top. For some reason, I find myself more excited about his return than I thought I would be, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, when he came back at Backlash, I mean, obviously that pop was was something I... It was one of those pops that was still... That, that might stay with me kind of the rest of the year. You right. know, you just kind of right. think about it. Um, but I found even when I was watching, I found myself being about that excited. And I couldn't really figure out why, because to Brian's point earlier, you know, during his initial run, I wasn't necessarily a Carlito stan. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed his work um to to an extent. And, and by all accounts, it probably should have worked better. You know, he had he had a you know a, a great catchphrase. He had the apple bit. Um he, he was pretty solid in the ring. Um, but it was also around the time where Cena was running roughshod, right? And it was right. just, you know, the the wrestling world, WWE at least, revolved around Cena. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Carlito just kind of fell to the wayside. So I'm glad he's getting a second chance at this, looking very, very different, right? Yes. I think one of the, at least one of the reported reasons why he never really got a push uh, back then was, you know, kind of like hit the aesthetic of him, the way he looked. Small, uh, he looked like a smaller guy, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. And ironically, now in in 2023, when that, I guess, doesn't matter as much or is it it's, you know, you can still kind of overcome. Uh, now, dude is is jacked. Yeah, <laughs> he looks he yeah. looks incredible. Yeah, he, so, looks, he, he looks huge. I'm 
I'm hoping he gets some shine this time around because I do think that it, you know that character will will do well kind of mm-hmm. here in, in 2023 here in WWE. Anyway. Next up on High Spot Headlines, Big E is feeling quote 100%, but is unsure on when or if he'll return to the ring. Brian. Big E, again, we're all Big E stands here on this pod. Uh, he doesn't have much left to prove, but I think selfishly, we all kind of want to see him back. Where do you stand on Big E returning or not returning to the, uh, the squirrel circle? If Big E said this is it, I would be, you know, blessed to have witnessed everything he's done in WWE. Uh, you know, to be able to watch him unapologetically be himself, to watch him become a world champion, have a relevant intercontinental championship reign, be one of the greatest tag teams, be in one of the greatest factions. Also, transitioning from NXT, where he was amongst the um, first champions, and then yep. to come over. He's so accomplished. Um, I almost feel as if it would be selfish for me to, like, wish him to come back. I just think because of that injury it was so scary that I'm like cautious so mm-hmm. I haven't been on the man I can't wait till Big E come back train at all I'm just in a wait and see mood but if this is it I would definitely say thank you and I would just love to see him around doing like the community events and cracking jokes I mean I think we may all have a picture with him and none of them <laughs> are serious photos <laughs> I all right I, I need a photo with Big E at some point, but I, I think I think that's th- what you said at the end, Brian Ace Waters. This key is, uh, you know, our heroes rock is is the thing that I've been, uh, you know, anticipating from him, and that has nothing to do with you know what he's doing in the squared circle. But most importantly, I think I echo what Brian says because I because I appreciate what Big E's done. I would much rather see him walking around healthy, doing whatever the hell he wants to do, then trying to smash or grab some some brass ring as a as a uh, sports entertainer in WWE or wherever he would be. Um I I still when when that injury I feel weird even thinking about it. I didn't watch the whole video. I can't watch the whole video. I felt it's so tough. it's a tough watch. Yeah. It's 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 such a bad injury to have caught on foot on tape and 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 for Big E for what he'd been doing it just felt like such a gut punch at the time. Um, I I just I just want Big E to be good. Um, and I I feel like seeing Brian Danielson in AEW now and being able to work through whatever's going on with like you know certain routine and stuff is dope. I wonder if part I don't I don't think it is, but I wonder if part of it may just be that you know, I don't want to say trepidation, but like maybe some thoughts of he doesn't know if he can return is because WWE is maybe a little more stringent with situations like this. I don't know, you know, he's, if he's been talking about how he's felt and, you know, maybe trying to get back in the gym or whatever the case may be. I don't know how far that, how, how deep is that, that, that region between him feeling okay and WWE feeling okay with him being in the ring. That's the real question. That, I think, is probably part of it. I also think the other part is E being comfortable in his own skin of, I've done it all. Cal, you alluded to it. He has outside of the ring interests mm-hmm. that he is really, really excited about. I, I was just yeah. listening to him on on Corey Graves' this pod. 
And the things that he listed, and you kind of know about some of them because he's talked mm-hmm. about them in the past, but the, the, there was even a project that he couldn't even talk about, right? That he's that he's getting involved and he's doing the voice acting thing, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. among other things. And I think he'll always be associated with WWE, right? Of like the, the way that they have him involved in their NIL program right. and, you know, still showing up to basically, I, I think we've seen him... Uh, at every pay-per-view we've been to as a right. group, uh, which uh, Brian kind of mentioned, you know, we have, Cal, you got to get one. <laughs> Me and Brian have a picture with him. Soon enough, and, hopefully. Yeah, and he, just incredible, incredible faces with Big E. Just one of the nicest human beings um, on the planet. But, um, you know, if, if he doesn't, he's going into the Hall of Fame, right? He's going into the Hall of Fame individually. He's going into right. the Hall of Fame with the New Day. So right. there's nothing left to prove. I mean, the, I, the again, the whole selfish thing of this is as massive, massive fans of his, or as a massive fan of his, you know, you're you're looking at it and you're like, oh, man, he's only 37. You know what I mean? Like, what if this injury doesn't happen? You start playing the what if game right. with him, right. and you know the trajectory there is is to think about it is incredible, um, and obviously a little bit of a, a disappointing end to his title run and then, you know, the thereafter. Uh, and then you start thinking about that. But he's he's had a hell of a freaking career. So if this is it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I he's he's done it all and, and it's been an incredible, incredible career. I You know, there's probably still some spots on there where uh, down the line, when the New Day all retire, you know, they come back and do a little fun spot you know, and they don't they don't take a bump, but you know they they you know he'll deliver the big ending, right. uh, you know to to somebody and and you know get a pop and all that good stuff. So it's a shout out to Big E. You know, just know the uh, Wednesday Worldwide crew supports whatever you got going on next, and we can't wait to see what that is. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Bully Ray says the drop off with Keith Lee in AEW has been substantial. Substantial is the key word there. Uh, Cal, I'm going to throw it to you. What, 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 is your, what is your feeling on Keith Lee? Because he feels as, he feels as ice cold as ever. And I felt this before this Bully Ray, before I saw this Bully Ray headline. No, well, I'll say this. Um, Keith Lee is one of those talents that before he got signed to WWE, it felt like he was one of those guys that was next up. He was doing yeah. things that people never saw people his size doing. In the, he was tearing up in the indies, roll, r- running with all those guys. Gets to NXT is a, is a force. I remember that one day in the pandemic, I woke up and Keith Lee was the champion and the, 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 the fireworks all around and whatnot. And I was like, yes, it's going to happen. And then he went over to the main roster and then like this spiral started going down, whether it was, you know, the 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 gear that they had him on had him in, the names that the they nickname. were given. The nick <laughs> the, there was no reason to call him Bearcat. There was no reason for him to be wearing what the singlet. Like nobody wanted this. And then there was like a lot of this starts. I, they it didn't felt like it didn't feel like they believed in him in the main roster. So when it was time to go to AEW, I was like, all right. This feels like the environment for Keith Lee. And it still feels like they haven't been able to properly get him and get him where he needs to be. Mind you, he is a tag, and, and I'm, I'm getting to a point. 
he, he they had a run with Swerve as the tag team champions. You knew throughout that entire run that it was going to be Swerve versus Keith Lee at some point. And then they did the breakup and the acclaim won the titles. And I, 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 I don't know why they didn't feel like they were ready to do that, that feud at the time. They had a couple of, you know, dust ups or whatever, but then Swerve went over there with uh, the, the mogul people and, and, and Rick Ross. And now he's part of the mogul embassy and none of that makes any sense. And Keith Lee's been over here kind of just not doing anything and nothing makes sense either. I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I mean, he's, he's, shockingly Keith Lee's one of the biggest wrestlers on the roster just in terms of his height and size it, I I you don't see a lot of guys like him on the AEW show in a lot of those major main events he be, he's he'd be banging with people like Wardlow or Samoa Joe or Miro in that TNT championship lane if they yeah. wanted him in that division why they don't want him in that vi- division I don't know I don't know if it's the health issues that he had been going through. I don't know what this, if, if they feel it's his age. I don't know what it is, but there's something that hasn't clicked with Keith Lee in WWE and more surprisingly in AEW in an environment where I thought that they would get him at least in a match to match level. Why? Right, Brian, wh- do you, I mean, do, Brian, do you have an answer to the why? Do you have any, any thoughts on what the hell happened? Because it I, seemed to be that this was the fix, him going to AEW. Ooh. Cal cooking again. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> thinking about it. Somebody mentioned a few popping up soon the other day, and I was thinking mm-hmm. about, well, it feels like it's been a, a, a month or so too late, even more, depending on when mm-hmm. you wanted to bring this back up again. But anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. No, you're right. And that's the thing, right? When you look at a guy like Keith Lee, he was special. I was just talking um, about this this Saturday. The days of, like, the indie darling are gone. When you think about that indie mega superstar, right? Those days are over. And I always blame AEW Dark for killing that because when you have wrestlers who were like next up, they would get a chance. Oh, but they're losing. And we could say like, we know it's predetermined, but getting your shoulders count one, two, three, especially by somebody who doesn't equally match up physically or by the eye test, it affects you. Right. And affects your perception. But before that, like, I was expecting to see Keith Lee, you know, everything that WWE wasn't going to allow him to do, I was expecting AEW to allow him to do, just to be a human wrecking ball. And we haven't gotten that. And that's what I think is the problem. Even if you didn't want to put him in the world title picture, he wasn't even built as a special attraction. You know, he had that initial pop, and that was it. And I think, like, on paper, he looks like somebody who could be a world champion. He said right here on the Ring of Wrestling program that that's his goal, to be the first black AEW world champion. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think he's been put in that position. And that's the part that makes this uh, downfall substantial. To me, the AEW world championship is equivalent to the NXT championship. I'm going to just call for what it is. Wow. And if he was world, world champion over there, why isn't he world champion over here? Damn. That's a great question. It's a great point. And I mean, again, it, it's once you looked at his trajectory in NXT, that and obviously in the indies too, but NXT specifically, where again, he was double champ 
for a minute, right? Where you're like, oh, like no one, no one's done that. No. And then mm-hmm. obviously the main roster run was what it was. It's very disappointing. And obviously then he, you know, he kind of moves on to AEW. But again, it just felt like the fix. Like, all right. And and this is when there were less people on the roster too, right? This is yes. when AEW still trying to, you know, kind of finding their their sea legs a little bit. And they still couldn't position him then in the right way. And now here we are, you know, two, three years later, that roster is even more stacked. More people have jumped ship from WWE and there's just more people who have kind of jumped him in line, if you will. And, you know, I just don't understand why. Like, what? And, and, and I guess, like, we'll, we'll never know exactly why it's, he's never really gotten that rub or that push yet. But yeah, I mean, would, do, I, I, age may be a factor, right? Because he, he's sure. he's if you if you want to if you want to put that and he's got there were there were issues with his health, there's serious issues over the pandemic. Shouts out to Keith Lee still being here. Um, outside of that, or maybe I mean, if you want to add a third factor, there may be not having been a person specifically in AEW that could help Tony Khan kind of understand or guide or whatever's not Mm -hmm. been going on. You know, there there need to be some type of person to direct the focus on what, what Keith Lee can bring to a program or to, to the company. Um, But outside of that, it's kind of just confusion, especially for someone who is, you know, a, former world champion in AEW. You would think that could put him in line for some of these titles or, or tournaments to get to these number one contenderships. Right. And you don't you never hear his name at all in those in the, in that mix ever. Right. Exactly. I mean, this is the other thing too when I realized he was not as hot as he once was is when I think of Keith Lee now, the first person that comes to mind is that food reviewer on TikTok. <laughs> Who just oh does he's like one of the most famous <laughs> food reviewers in the world. That's you funny. know what I mean. And th- before it's that, flipped. Keith it's Lee flipped. to me, yeah. Keith Lee was the wrestler. Now it's the it's the food guy. That, so I'm glad you that that happened to me only just over the last like couple of months. Like when I first started seeing Keith Lee trend on Twitter, I, I would say what, what, the, what I, I was I would be confused. I'm like wait. He wasn't on Dynamite, or he wasn't. I haven't right, right, storyline. Exactly. And then, <laughs> right. I, oh wait, they're talking about the TikTok guy. Now it's always a TikTok guy, and I don't have. To, mm, that's a shame. Always, that's, Bully He's, Ray was right, and that, and that guy's that guy's put me on a lot of good food. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> makes, yeah. Me, makes me want to go to back to Vegas just to eat, <laughs> eat all that good food he's talking about. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It is now time. For they said what? The three of us have listened to the Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well. Because, well, you're already subscribed here to our wonderful feed on the Ringer Wrestling Show. But we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stat Guy, Greg, or Dip. But for today's edition of They Said What? We're going straight to the Wednesday Worldwide Hotline for a few takes. Oh, for a take, I should say, from one of our loyal listeners. Brian H. Waters, let us know who it is, who called in, and then play that clip. Man, we go into the hotlines with somebody who be out listening to us 
while he's driving his truck. Let's go ahead and run that clip. Yeah, this is Jeremiah from Indianapolis. I'm a trucker. Logan Paul recently went on his podcast and kind of crapped on the business. I just wanted to know your guys' opinion. Is it a hot take or not that he said that moves were bots that money in the bank and that he passed the heat on to Ricochet and didn't take none of the heat for himself? Knowing what you guys know about the business, I'm interested on your comments. Listen back to Impulsive and let, let's find out what he had to say. Thank you. I got a wow. soft spot for truck drivers. No, my I, dad is one. Oh, that's what's so up. I know. Oh, there grind. you go. <laughs> so I'm a shout well, out to him. First Appreciate of all, the sh- yeah, shout out to shout out to him having us on in the truck. Uh, yeah, that's we, we, that's fantastic. We're gonna need Jeremiah's call sign. So, or do they still do that? Is that, <laughs> is that the CB radio? Break them on radio yeah. chat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the CB radio. My dad, when we would go travel uh-huh. during um, family vacations, my dad would always put his CB radio in there, and me and my sister would be in the back with like our like device to go break them on radio check break them on radio check I'm probably saying the words <laughs> wrong I'm sure Jeremiah will correct me or tweet me or Jeremiah something. will correct us yeah Jeremiah yes, correct will. us if, if, if we've spoken out of turn here but can we Logan Paul's working right he, Logan, he gets it he's, he's, he's working Logan Paul said that there were botches made at Money in the Bank but he transferred his heat over to Ricochet Basically blaming Ricochet for it and not taking any of it himself. You know what I, like, I mean? I like the way it's worded. I mean, I he he's definitely he he knows what he's doing. I will say that. I think the more the more I see Logan Paul interacting in uh the pro wrestling universe and then going over and like commenting on about it on, on his podcast, you can tell that he's trying to build up some type of uh heat around the fight it's it's not that different from what he was doing when when the, the youtubers were boxing you know years ago and that was the mm-hmm. biggest craze you know they they understood that you you go to the press conference you talk your shit and then you go on your vlog or whatever and you if you see a picture of somebody you might start throwing a couple punches at him or whatever but it's pro wrestling, so he has to talk about transferring heat and botches being made at these at these uh, PLEs and whatnot. I I don't I I'm stepping back from calling him a genius because I can't do that. But he understands <laughs> he understands the game that he's playing in the world that he's working in. So you know I, I think it's that I think he's 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 getting you invested in the the moment where Ricochet jumps over the top rope and and recreates an NXT moment, but it's for Logan Paul, you know. <laughs> Brian, what do you think? Is 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 Logan just, Paul working? Oh, most definitely. Like Logan Paul, there's a reason people like Roman Reigns, who does hardly any media. Roman, come to Wednesday Worldwide. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaker Breaker one none. But, yeah, it's a, <laughs> breaker it's Breaker Bloodline. Roman Reigns, come do Worldwide. There it is. <laughs> I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. <laughs> Clip See, that uh, when you're popping the boys <laughs> and you're popping them while you're on a show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the thing is, when you look back at uh, <laughs> like Roman Reigns was on his show, right? And then these two fools ended up making a match out of it. Yeah, but he understands like the business. Some people just have that it factor. He understands what to say. That's going to make people want to beat him up. Yes. Can we be real? Yeah. When is the last time 
we wanted to see Ricochet like whip somebody's ass. You know what I mean? Like we wanted to see him win some matches. Right. But when's the last time we wanted to see Ricochet winning the fight? The rub he's getting right now, and I hate to kind of use that for someone who's so new to the business, but mm-hmm. the fact that Ricochet is on our TVs and in our minds this much, mm-hmm. because look, yeah. we've, we've thought about him as like this fantastic wrestler who's c- consistently underutilized yep. and just kind of, you mm-hmm. know, for a forever mid-carder. He's, he's facing one of the biggest entertainers in the game right now, or that he's okay. being set up for a program with him. That's nuts. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's, it looks great. <laughs> it, it's fantastic. And look, uh, I'm not going to say I'm being proven right here with that Logan Paul is Victor Wembenyama. Uh, <laughs> the way that he's the way that he's utilizing his platform to do mm-hmm. this and to have people that aren't necessarily talking about or are fans of professional wrestling now invested and they're wondering, you know, is you know there's there's going to be all these casuals, these casuals who are just Logan Paul fans wondering, oh my God, he's ripping this business, blah blah blah. And the, now they're going to come look, they're going to come right. watch. It's it's a Cal. Look, I, I, you, you're right in that calling him a genius may be hyperbole. I yeah. don't know, man. I'm I'm inching closer to being a massive Logan Paul fan. And then like I I a year ago I would have hated myself for saying that. I'm just the way that this dude thinks and he utilizes his platforms. It's kind of next level. Um, I'm not going to be out here buying an action figure soon, but, uh, you know. He didn't even say a shirt. He said an action figure. I I saw him post something yesterday. I wanted to to see if the Logan Paul fans were in the WWE comments like that. So I went to Mm -hmm. the the clip from Raw on YouTube. The top comment with uh, 1.6K likes says... If Logan's presence in WWE is go is giving to Ricochet actual visibility and notoriety, then thank you, Logan. I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, is if if he's able to use his celebrity to elevate some of these performers who aren't able to be elevated mm-hmm. because of what's going on, I shouts out to that. Hope Ricochet, if you want to get on Worldwide and talk about any of this, you know, we we would be lo- we would be great to have. Oh, you know, come like, through. Like, it's 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 one of those things where the, those are moments that Ricochet hadn't been getting over the last couple of years that could come up now because of who he's facing in the ring, which is is like going to directly go into something. You know, I mean, it's 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 uh, we'll, we'll have a conversation that may relate to this later on. I'll I'll pick up on this in a bit. <laughs> What's cool too is that this has almost been a bit of an organic thing. Like this this started at the Rumble, right with their right. Mm-hmm. with their Dragon Ball Z spot. Mm-hmm. So. The fact that it's kind of built out through the last basically half year, right? Kind of dope. Uh, so it's, it's uh, we can say well, it is, we, and we can say what we want about you know Logan Paul and, and whatever that that botch spot that he was referring to from Money in the Bank. But right now, I mean, in terms of the SummerSlam card, if if you say you're not looking forward to that match, I think you're lying to yourself yes. and yes. to and to other people. So, uh, shout out to uh, Ricochet, shout out to Logan Palm, and a big shout out to everyone who's left us a voicemail with the They Said What takes. Uh, we Thanks. can't get to all of them, but we promise we'll get to as many as we can. Peep Indeed. the description of this episode for the phone number to call in. Drop your take, and we'll do our best to get them on the show. I'm going to go look up when this Logan Paul action figure is going to drop, because now I'm, uh, I, I might have convinced myself <laughs> to look at it. But while I do that, let's go take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. 
There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. And we are back. So uh, the, the three of us were, were talking earlier during our pre-pod meeting and we realized that we are recording on the 25th anniversary to the day, to the day. of a big time match. So, Cal, oh boy. tell the people what match in wrestling history turned 25 years old today. Oh, gosh. Well, if, if you are old like me, and hopefully some of you are, because you remember what it was like to be living in a world where uh, Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman could face each other in the playoffs, in the finals, and then go to WCW and team up. Carl Malone and, and Diamond Dallas Page took on Dennis Rodman and Hollywood Hogan from the NWO uh, at Bash at the Beach 1998. 25 years ago today, uh, I think the the pay-per-view overall is probably seen as a stinker and i think one of the bigger reasons i mean it was wcw 98 they were making money crazy money but uh the 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 quality just wasn't there and i think um dennis rodman in particular in this match is 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 part and parcel to why but i i be, if i'm if i remember correctly they dennis rodman went out the night before he got lit super lit obviously <laughs> they said he was he was tired and just out of it and not wanting to be there when he showed up. He had the the sunglasses on, and there's a moment if you, if I, it's probably on Peacock. There's a moment where Hogan and Rodman are like outside the ring. It looks like they just made their their entrance to, in in from the back, and they're about to walk into the ring. 
Robin's got glasses on. And I don't know what Robin did, but Hogan looked at him and he, he was kind of like, like he may have realized how deep he was. Like he's about to step into the ring, a literal man down against Diamond Dallas Page and, uh, and Malone. And he's kind of like, jeez. Like, you know, like that. Like you, what, what are you doing? And it sh- like it showed. It was one of those things where uh, um, there's a moment where Rodman's holding Malone, and and Hogan's going to hit Malone. And when Hogan hits Malone, Rodman loses his grip and like flies back. Like it was some of like the worst. And it, which is bad because he was good in the match. He was in a the year prior. Right, right, right. And I mean. Look, so all all that being said, this pay-per-view, Bash at the Beach, 1998, yes. received the second yes. highest buy rate in WCW history. It was, it was uh, at 580,000 pay-per-view buys, which yeah. was second only to, can you guess? Do you know what the number one is? It's, it's a Starcade, Starcade, right? Starcade 97. Starcade 97. And then it was, that was Hogan Sting for the, for the title. That's yeah. insane mm-hmm. to think about, right? Just in, in retrospect, that this was the number two behind that. But, <clears throat> I mean, look, Rodman was coming off that, uh, that second chip against, against Carl Malone, right? They yeah. faced off That's against each other. In two, right. This is, you know, we, t- we talk about the Hogan Sting build for, you know, whatever it was, 18 months. This right. Rodman, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rodman Malone feud was uh, like damn near two years in, you know, not two years, like a year and change in the making. You know what right. I mean? Because they right. they were facing off in real time, like in the re- in mm-hmm. the real world. Uh, so it was that was a trip. And, and the, the when I was looking at pictures of this, the thing that made me laugh too was was Carl Malone and DDP basically have wearing matching the, outfits. The, the, like, ma- they had the they same were a real trunks. tag team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like DDP, that made sense. That was his, you know, that was his look. Carl Malone, that dude's like a cowboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, it's just this funny thing where you're like, are you wearing, you're wearing sparkly wrestling tights right now? Sparkly, I mean, were you? they were like a, a nice shade of purple, long, right. like shiny which is, pants, you, yeah. Which I guess Utah Jazz colors, so not, you know, sense. not that far from what he's used to wearing. But that again, that, that was uh that was incredible that just to see that again because Rodman and Malone you could see that they were two very distinct individuals right that yeah. were just teaming together and Rodman was sort of in the NWO but they they the uh, DDP and Carl Malone came out looking like the Rockers you know what I mean <laughs> like just a cohesive tag team <laughs> which is just team? freaking incredible yeah you know Brian, what, what, is, right? what were your memories of this of this pay per view and of this match so I um. I turned it on <laughs> before we got started. I've been, you know, going through it as we've been recording. The funny thing is, I remember, so I'm always been a Hollywood Hogan fan. Like when Hogan went heel, I went. That's heel. your nickname. That's why. <laughs> Hollywood. Sorry. Hollywood. Like, like say with Brett, right? Mm-hmm. And so when this was happening, there, first of all, I could not stand Carl Malone. So there was no <laughs> way on earth I would ever root for him. I rooted for him for the season he was with the Lakers. And then when I read more about the stuff he said afterwards, the Kobe right. and mm-hmm. Kobe's wife was like, no. Yeah. So yeah. there was no way I was rooting for him. But I was always shocked. Like, I remember growing up, like, in Baltimore, everybody was Bulls fans because that's mm-hmm. what you did. You rooted for the most popular person. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't understand why people was rooting for Carl Malone. I'm like, isn't he like the heel of the NBA? Right. Like, I, it felt like I always saw him get booed no matter when there was an all-star game. It felt like he was always like the bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, where Dennis Rodman was like, you know, funny. Now, it made sense because he was teaming with Hogan, but, you know, it's so funny, like, all the spots Cal brought up because I'm just seeing him again. Yeah, it's, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, but it, Overall, I mean, one of the things that stuck out in this pay-per-view was Kurt Henning got a world championship match. Right. Challenging Goldberg. And clearly, like, they're building Goldberg, so they're, like, squashing everybody. The match was three minutes. But it was, like, to think, like, Kurt Henning was actually in the world title match, uh, which, you know, he's also, like, in my top ten favorites of, of all course. time. But, you know, between that, uh, you also got, you know, the pay-per-view, it's got some moments. You know, Bret Hart and Booker T., which later on, if if we could have got that Booker T against like a WWF Bret Hart or a WWE Bret Hart, it would have been so much better. Right. You know, by this time, Bret Hart is like, yo, what am I doing? <laughs> They're not using me right. right. Uh, <laughs> you know, but Jeez. overall, it's always good to talk WCW and sometimes go back and look at it. People, even, it's facts. The Raw, the Nitros were better. Mm. Oh yeah, (laughs) than the pay per views. So even when like in my look back, sometimes I'll be like, I'm gonna go watch an old WCW pay per view. Uh, uh, uh." (laughs) But uh, But, you got me on Nitro, you know, and sometimes Thunder, right? Yeah, yeah. But but I I mean, just just to to go back to what we were speaking earlier. I mean, because Ben, you're right that 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 '98 Bash of the Beach that buy rate was through the roof and insane I mean, yeah. the, the the real life beef between Malone and Rodman is definitely a thing that uh, there was no better way to market it than just have them beef on the basketball court and then have them both show up at the same place um but Rodman was like that wasn't that wasn't his first rodeo and he was he was building up the, the pay-per-view numbers shot up when he was on a pay-per-view or you yeah. know when he was on the show and I think when you go back and talk, we go back to that Logan Paul Ricochet conversation. It's a similar situation. You've got somebody with enough celebrity mainstream because it, Rodman wasn't just the guy with the hair on the basketball court at this point. Like he, he had he married himself at this point. Like he had been with Carmen Electra. <laughs> like he, you know, he was he was you know his his. his style of dress people were confused about you know what he was wearing and make put makeup on and things like that he was already a figure in the world and when you took that figure and put him in the squared circle it it was it was money over it they were just bushels of of cash just being thrown into the door you you couldn't i don't know if those people stayed after after the after right. the pay per view, but uh, yeah, it's everybody wanted to see that spectacle, and I think uh, similar to to Floyd Mayweather and his string of oh, you come come pay me and and see if if this guy could actually beat me or not. Logan Paul, it's Logan Paul's trying to be a pro wrestler, so I think things run a little different, but yeah, he very much understands what his celebrity can do for for people in the squared circle or for at least his career in the squared circle. Because if he's not talking about it on Impulsive, his his audience may not think that shit is cool to even think about. So he he's right. got to keep it going. And he's he's really smart in how he how he does that. Similar to how Rodman was. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I'll say this to kind of close out th- this part of the show is that I I really need WWE to do just a full doc 
yes. on Rodman's time in WCW. Like those two years specifically, because it's all when when that part aired during the Last Dance, um, the, the 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 Bulls documentary. Those were one of the most compelling parts of the whole doc. Whether you like wrestling or not, you're like this dude left in the middle of the finals in '97 to go be on WCW. You know what I mean? That's and a gr- that's a great look, he did idea. it. A, he did it a couple of times. Uh, you know, just kind of leaving and doing his Dennis Rodman thing. But yeah, what what was the perspective of it from Eric Bischoff and WCW? Like that's right. That's right. nuts. And then to carry this feud on from the basketball court to to the ring, like, come on. That, that's, I mean, I don't think we, you know, we obviously, that match wasn't great. But when we look back on it, just the, how insane this all was. That this Fast. actually happened. And if, if Twitter or threads or Instagram, like social media was alive during then, oh, it would have mm-hmm. melted. The servers would have melted down. Hell yeah. You know? Um, yeah. and also this just shout out to Dennis Rodman for uh, for and 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 I guess Hogan to an extent for helping get revenge for Carl Malone winning the 97 MVP over Michael Jordan Ooh. because we all know <laughs> that, that was that was Trash. just that was just bullshit uh, big, that was a bullshit trash. win and it was rectified <laughs> in this tag team match in the square at Bash at the Beach Thanks. that's right that's where all <laughs> things should be settled <laughs> I love uh, it. Man. So do we get do we get um Draymond Green and Jordan Poole? Who are they teaming with? <laughs> no, just one on each one. other. One no, on one. Just, yeah. Cage match. Oh, yeah, you gotta have somebody carry the match, right? Yeah, I mean, if so, if, if we're gonna one the one the bash at the beach, what's a feud that they could jump in on as as, as tag team partners? Or to, to tag with someone. Is there uh oh, who could they um I would Jordan Poole, he's, he's, he seems like a Seth Rollins guy, uh, just from the outlandish fits uh, and personalities. And then, mm. which I guess would put Draymond in Judgment Day. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. Got yeah. thrown with Damien. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah put him with Damien Priest. <laughs> they look like Twin Towers. That, that was, that's a smart That's right. Well, Draymond, Draymond would be taller than damn near everybody on the, on the roster. We'll, we'll think through that one. Well, yeah. we're going to fantasy book this Jordan Poole, <laughs> Draymond Green man. And now that Jordan Poole is no longer part of my team, I can do that freely. <laughs> <laughs> and not, not protect anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and then we'll talk about one more in depth. Brian, why don't you kick things off for us here? What was your biggest NXT takeaway? Man, I gotta say, it was the judgment day. Mm. Just going on there wreaking havoc. Um, obviously in the main event, but one thing that also stood out to me was Dom Mysterio challenging Wesley. You oh, that's imagine so dope. <laughs> the so dope. <laughs> the heat he would get taking that title from him and showing up the Monday Night Raw with it. Do it. Oh, please. <laughs> I I'd be I'm I love Wesley. I'm so down for Dom to take the title from him. Do it. To, mm-hmm. to, a, to a degree that is probably uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just like, take it from him. I don't care do how it. you do it. Cheat, lie, steal. You know what I mean? Uh, I like so, mm-hmm. I'm ready for all of it. Cal, what do you have from NXT? <laughs> this, I, I want to say, 
this was an amazing NXT show. And there's one moment that made me laugh out loud. It was, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Cora J chain. I'm sorry. But in her mm-hmm. match with Kalani Jordan, there's a moment where, uh, Kalani shoots her into the ropes and then goes to run to the opposite ropes where Cora Jade knows what she's about to do. So they timed it so perfect. Kalani hits the second rope as Cora Jade kicks the rope and Kalani fell on her back. I howled laughing. It was so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm such a fan of Cora Jade. I don't know what it is. There's something about her as a heel. It's 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 just it's it's I I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. But she does great heel work. She's in a, she's great one of my work. favorite heels right now. Yeah, no, she's she's fantastic. Uh, I had uh, Ilya Dragunov and Braun Breaker that was as, a good uh, match. as my standout. It's a hell of a match, man. Uh, again, this is I'm I'm like shocked every time that I pick something Braun Breaker uh, during these segments because I'm just like <laughs> I just did a full 180. Right. You know what I mean? But right. that was uh, but uh, I think the Judgment Day being there uh, that definitely was one thing that stood out. Where yes, they're just. They're they're kind of on fire right now, and and almost mm-hmm. to, like the bloodline is tier, you know, tier A, God tier one, yeah. A, tier one, yeah, God tier essentially. Yeah. But the Judgment Day is uh, they're really doing their thing, right? Uh, and I, th- on Raw, NXT, wherever they are, they just it, they're just doing it. Well, it's it's when you think about. Like Damian Priest with him and Tim and Seth Rollins has been the match, and, and they were doing that match over in Europe. They were doing yeah. things over in Europe, and they came back, and they're doing Raw, and then they're doing NXT, and they're putting on a. Ama- There's moments in that match between uh, uh when when Finn does that that missile drop kick, and the, the way Mello took that into the into the uh, into the po- or to the uh, the turnbuckle. There's just some really good stuff that's going on in in their programs right now. I uh, I didn't see it. When there was conversations about, you know, WWE's really strong on, on Damian Priest. Like, I didn't know if that necessarily meant they were going to start working Judgment Day like this. But literally from that would have been like March, April, they've been on this path. And it, right now, I think they're white hot. White hot. Oh, so, mm-hmm. so freaking good. Uh, looking at tonight's AW Dynamite, it's the one thing you're looking forward to most. Cal, what do you got? Uh, it's going to be an interesting show. I think I'm probably most interested in who the last members of Blood and Guts are going to be. I believe both teams have to mm-hmm. announce their fifth member. So it'll be interesting to see who they all pick. Got you. Got you. Brian, what do you have? Uh, Adam Cole and MJF against Big Bill and Brian Cage, just because it's going to be sports entertainment. Right. <laughs> like right. when MJF and Adam Cole team up, it's the funniest thing. Especially, like, MJF is champion. He's just going out there, just doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So I'm excited to see what kind of shenanigans they have for us tonight. <laughs> I also have that. I, I When this this blind tag eliminator thing got announced, mm-hmm. I wasn't... I didn't really know how to feel about it. But mm-hmm. now that they've kind of done it, and, you know, we've kind of seen some some samples of what it is, it's actually kind of enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's These yeah. random pairings that you necessarily wouldn't expect. And obviously with MJF and, and Cole, you know, that's, that's obviously going to lead to, you know, title match at some point. But mm-hmm. there, the, as an Adam Cole guy, it's just, it's super entertaining. And they're, they're just in. They're, the, the, the vignettes that they've been doing online on social yeah. have been freaking hysterical. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's just entertainment at its they, finest. So they're, they're doing a good job. They're doing a good job. Yeah. Well, guys, that 
is how you do Wednesday. Everyone, be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Eye Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide, Smack Dab in the Middle, and of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. Uh, gosh, okay. At Cal on Twitter, I guess. At Cal Double on Instagram and Threads. Um, I think that's There you it. go. Oh, wait. Am, I, First Threads at, plug. Is it out at Cal Dub on TikTok as well? I think so. Yeah, you can search at Cal Dub. You can find me on a couple of social medias. Brian, where are you I have Brian H. Waters on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Spill, and um, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, but also make sure you follow Ring of Wrestling. We're on Threads. Uh, We're just getting started. So, uh, and Instagram now. Content. And Instagram. Yeah, and Instagram because we had to have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you right. on Threads. So, yeah, follow that, which is interesting. More people follow us on Threads than Instagram. Um, so those well, come are like on over, people. Follows. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all follow us there. Of course, on TikTok, we got videos coming up there as well. And you should already be following us on Twitter. But if not, do so. That's right. Uh, you can follow me at Cruise Control. It's Control with a K. Twitter, Instagram, Threads. But that at Ringer Wrestling uh, mm-hmm. is, is where you should. You'll find all of us Facts. there uh, on, on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Uh, before we get out of here, also, happy birthday to Sami Zayn. Oh, that's it. Yeah, salute. And uh, also, a massive, massive shout out to our own Peter Rosenberg Indeed. and his, his beautiful wife, Natalie, who got married over the weekend. Uh, if, if you want to see some amazing wrestling, just yeah. talent and people come together, yeah. look at Rosenberg's mm-hmm. Instagram, Kaz's Instagram, yes. that guy Greg's Instagram, because yeah. they're. The, the collection of wrestling people that were there Amazing. will blow your mind. They literally, <laughs> you know? Booker, Booker T and MJF are in a, in a photo. Just there. Just there. Just hanging out. I said, well, that's yeah. Booker. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 Same it's with MVP. It, I didn't see the MVP. Yeah, there's some photos. Like, MVP I was there, yeah. Just, and the stories are on Shoemaker and Rosenberg's podcast on Mass Man and Cheap Heat. So make sure y'all listen to that. You even, at the end of Cheap Heat, you get dips speech his full speech oh that's right speech. his full speech which was incredible right. it's also Brock Lesnar's birthday today oh, oh well. maybe that's why Sammy's <laughs> safe from Suplex City facts he hasn't gone to Suplex City maybe because they birthday twins yeah they're not they, they're that's never true. in the same city on their birthday <laughs> thank you for saving thank you for saving me I don't want I don't want that smoke uh, for not reading <laughs> reading the Beast Incarnate gentlemen thank you as always for the Graps chat everyone else we will catch you next Worldwide. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.